Hey friends, welcome to the Gutsy Faith Podcast. My name is Gary. And my name is Carla, and we are so excited that you're joining us today. Think about us as your personal faith coaches. Maybe you're strong in your faith, or maybe you don't even really know what faith is. We'll walk with you through how to discover your faith, how to grow your faith, and how to live a life of gutsy faith. That's right. And now is your time to go deeper and live braver. Let's check out today's episode. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the show. Hey, friends. We're so glad you're with us wherever you may be, whether you're driving or walking or working out. Some people send a podcast when they're working out. I can't do that. But no. if that's you, good for you wherever you're at. Rarely. I would rarely be listening to a podcast if I did that. No, I, I'm not going to expose that secret. But yeah, we're just so happy that you're here. And I'm really looking forward to today's show, Carla. I really am. You know, every now and then, mm-hmm. we mix it up a little bit. You all know, friends, that we are committed to just going deep with the Bible. I mean, yeah. that's it. That's, that's our hard. show. Yeah. Typically, we just honestly get deep into the word and have that kind of a conversation. Today, we're going to have really just a talk yeah, between the two of us about something that's so relevant and so timely mm-hmm. and so holy. And we've literally just prayed, friends, that anything that comes from our mouths in this episode is touched by God because we yep. don't want to speak of something that he's doing irreverently yeah. or flippantly, you know, but Carla, I think you'd have to live in a cave or under a rock <laughs> to not know that in America, in the last couple of weeks, we've had a stirring, um, some are call it, calling it a revival mm-hmm. or an awakening. It's, there's been a move of God happening in America and everybody's taking note. Yes. And I love what you said, Gare. Everybody's taking note. It is undeniable that God is doing something really unique with his people. And friends, you know, this this episode is is very timely because we're talking about revival. And like you said, Gare, something that is happening in our country right now that many people are calling a revival. Um, there have been tens of thousands of people over the past few weeks that have gathered at Asbury University and just coming in this nonstop prayer and worship service, really. It started as a regular chapel. In fact, I think the president of the university even called it unremarkable. Unremarkable. Yeah, Yeah, just a common, everyday, normal, kind of mundane moment that turned into a miraculous moment. And that's what I love, just Gary. I know we're going to dive into this conversation about revival, but revival can happen anywhere, yeah, and through anybody. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this loud show with the lights and the smoke and the action. And I love all A that, white tent. but yeah. right, exactly, mm-hmm. white tent. It's when God's people gather together and have repentant hearts and are hungry and are seeking the face of God. And yeah. there's just. Something special going on right now. There, There is. And so we're not sure when you're going to be listening to this episode, but friends, on February 8th, it was just a routine chapel service in Kentucky of all states. Like you think it might be New York, right? Or, you know, 
Los Angeles, I've California, or something yeah. like that. But Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's Kentucky, a small university that most people have never heard of, yeah. Asbury University. Um, they were just having, like you mentioned, Carla, a very unremarkable, according to their school president, mm-hmm. service. Uh, one day he said he was streaming it in his office. He, it was just normal. And what happened and has continued for two weeks mm-hmm. following is that the Spirit of God is moving. And this happens every now and then, Carla, it, about every you know 20 to 30 years, we'll have a new way that God actually touches people and moves across a society mm-hmm. or across a country. I, I think I'm really sitting with one big question. And Carla, it's kind of what we want to launch this discussion around why is this impacting our country so significantly? Mm. Why? You know, it's on every news channel. Everyone's covering it. And very respectfully, I might add, yeah, not, right. not act. You know why? Because there's nothing weird about it. Right. There's no crazy people swinging from chandeliers, crazy <laughs> things happening. But right. here's my thought, Carla. And, you know, I'm just going to say this from the bottom of my heart. It's been a while since we felt the wave of God hit. We're so used to Satan's action, not God's action. Mm. Now, that's not to say that, you know, those of us that love the Lord and have been committed to the Lord, we we see and experience God daily. You right. know, that's not, I'm not saying that. But I think for a a period of years now, we're used to these headlines that, crush us mm-hmm. school shootings and and things with our own country internally you know combusting people fighting each other and just it has felt like wave after wave of satanic activity suddenly we see this sweet simple and by sweet I don't mean sticky sweet I mean peaceful mm-hmm. just you know the presence of God is peaceful. Just this, good. this way that you just almost can't describe, and people are flocking there yeah. because they're desperate to sense this. They're desperate mm. to see what God's doing. And I believe that's why it's hitting us so significantly right now. I agree 100%. And Gare, as you were talking, I even just thought about what's happened over the past few weeks. And I think so often when— when we get a little glimpse, it's like a glimpse of heaven, a little taste of eternity is what's happening right now. Mm. So often, and Gary, we've we've talked about revival on the show many times, and we've talked about the things that stop revivals and that hinder revivals. And one thing I do want to note is I think one of the reasons why we've been experiencing this move of God in this season is because we're not stifling the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, First Thessalonians talks about that. It says, right. do not stifle the Spirit. Don't quench it. Exactly. Yeah. Don't quench it. Don't stifle it, depending on what version you're reading. And I think we're creating space. People are lingering. They're letting God do what He wants to do and, and leaning in and not, um, honestly, not having an agenda. Right. Not sticking to a certain flow. They're, right. they're creating space and room to just experience the power and the presence of God. And yeah. like you said, it's it's sweet and it's simple. It is. It's, it's not complicated. And one of the things I think we need to 
basically kind of frame or put some fences around are two different words. One is awakening and the other, of course, is revival. There's actually a difference. Um, and some pastors and authors and theologians would say those words aren't really interchangeable, although a lot of people tend to use them interchangeably, but they're not. An awakening is when people are stirred towards the presence of God. They're touched by His goodness and you know this sense of sweetness. But a revival is actually the church coming to life. Mm-hmm. There might be a deep sense of repentance, you know, and restoration that's coming from people and they're changed. And then that change goes out to the world. Yeah. So there's, you know, an awakening is so beautiful. But I know a lot of people have been hesitant to use the word revival towards Asbury and what's happening there because they feel like, you know, well, how do you quantify what a true revival is maybe it's too soon. I heard the the mm. school president we're going to talk about this more in a little bit mention it may be too soon to know what to call this, but what we do know mm. is God's presence has come to this place. Yeah. It's come to the earth in a tangible way. Yeah, you know. Oh, I love that, Gare. I love how you just really highlighted the the differences, right? Some of those distinguishing markers between an awakening and a revival. I was reading a little bit on this and. One, th- one commentator mentioned that in contrast to revivals, awakenings typically happen in the larger society, like often even mm-hmm. outside of the church context. During an awakening, people outside the church become aware of their need for God. They start flooding into the kingdom of God in large numbers. We'll talk about some different awakenings that have happened throughout history later on in the episode, but that's really some of the categorizations and and distinguishing markers of an awakening, but a revival, like you said, it has to do with spiritual renewal in the church. And that's what we're experiencing. I mean, we even, Gare, it's been really unique to see across America at large. And Gare, you and I talked about this earlier, but it seems like there are times in history when there is a mass outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Right. And if I'm being honest, I can't fully understand it or even explain it all because it's it's God doing what only God can do That's and it. God bringing people back to Him, back to prioritizing His presence and, and reverencing Him and honoring Him. Yeah, you know? that's so good. You know, Pastor Greg Laurie, who's a pastor that I, I love listening to, he's so sensible and just, yeah. you know, down to earth. He was mentioning that the last great spiritual awakening in America was about 40 years ago, you know, in what was called the Jesus Movement. He he referenced this. I thought this was fascinating, Carla. In 1966, Time Magazine asked, is God dead? And five years later, a 1971 issue of Time Magazine described a spiritual awakening that was taking place. Mm. And this was the quote from that that issue it said jesus is alive and well and living in the radiant spiritual fervor of a growing number of young americans if any one mark identifies them it's their total belief in an awesome supernatural jesus christ not just a marvelous man who lived 2000 years ago but a living god mm. a living god now Carla, I was thinking about this, like, what changed from, is God dead? 
Then a few years later, oh my gosh, there's a spiritual fervor. You know, you have to think about history. In this time frame of history, in the 1960s, I was a little girl then. You were nowhere near <laughs> even born. I realized that, but I was teeny, teeny, teeny. But, but in those years, this country experienced three major traumatic assassinations. Mm. The president of the U.S., the president, John F. Kennedy, was shot and killed. His brother, Bobby Kennedy, shot and killed. Then Dr. Martin Luther King, the leader of the civil rights movement, truly a worldwide figure, shot and killed. All in the mm. time frame and span of a few years. Now think about a country coming off of that kind of evil. And then within that next time frame is a wave of spiritual awakening. It's like I mentioned earlier, I think when we get used to Satan's action and trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the news, in, in the, the happenings of, of the country, when God's present hits and it hits at the right time for the yeah. right purpose, mm -hmm. it, when it hits, the people are, are ready and desperate, mm. desperate for his touch, desperate to see the real impact of a mm. holy God. That's so good, Gare. I love how you brought that correlation between culture and kingdom because you're right. These seasons of desperation in society and culture awaken us to our need for God. You know, I love what um, R.A. Torrey said in 1917 when he was talking about revivals. He spoke at the Moody Bible Institute and he said, let a few of God's people, they don't need to be many, but just a few get thoroughly right with God themselves and the rest will count for nothing unless you start there. Let them band together to pray for revival until God opens the heavens and comes down. Then let them be used at God's disposal as he sees fit. Mm -hmm. That will bring a revival to the church and to communities. Yeah, yeah. That's so powerful. I love how he talked about just a few of God's people coming together. That's what this chapel service started as. It was a few people that got with God, that sought the face of God, that repented, that turned back, returned back to God. And ultimately, we've seen heaven come down. Yeah. We've seen revival begin to break out and it's incredible. And we, we're seeing it go beyond just the walls of a church building. Right. It's and impacting society. As the president of the university said, time will tell what this looks like. You know, Carla, I've been involved in one truly documented revival in my lifespan. Mm -hmm. And it happened in Uganda. And you know, I, I work there. I love it. I run yeah. the vine there. And you know, that's the ministry that so many of us are involved in, you're involved in. And there was a period pre-COVID where we knew that the country at large was in a state of revival. Now, let me tell you my experience with it. There was a, a time frame when I was asked to speak at a conference in the capital city. And I've spoke at crusades there and other things. Crusades are different than, you know, a conference in the capital city. Mm -hmm. So we're there downtown in their capital city. And throughout the days of the conference, they had me speaking at different, you know, different spots, radio stations, schools, universities, that kind yeah. of thing. 
One day I was asked to speak at a high school. It was a huge high school downtown. And we pulled up and I noted that it was a Muslim high school, mm. pure Muslim high school. Wow. And I asked my hosts, wait a minute, I'm a white woman with long blonde hair walking in here with the Bible. <laughs> Am I going to be free to, to talk? What should yeah. I speak on? They said, say whatever you want. You have the freedom. Wow. And I walked in full hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students, full, you know, full Muslim. And I said, all right, I've got the freedom. I'm gonna <laughs> okay. I'm gonna preach. Don't tap me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out John chapter three, Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, saying, You must be born again. What does it mean to be born again? Mm-hmm. I gave the exact same message that I would give to a congregation at a church. And at the end, I offered a invitation, a salvation invitation. And Hundreds of hands went up around the room. And I just thought to myself, this, I've been hearing we're in a state of revival in Uganda, but this is the sign of it, Mm -hmm. where there's access, there's acceleration, there's a free reign of the Word of God to move and do what it wants to do. That's why I think, you know, some of the leaders at Asbury are saying, time will tell. Mm -hmm. We know we're experiencing something special. And you know, Carla, I listened to Jenny Allen, who I love. Yeah, you know, if you don't know great. Jenny, you need to, to read some of her books. You know, she's the leader and founder of the If Gathering. She took a film crew there and interviewed a few of the leaders of the university, really the leaders of what's happened there, leaders mm-hmm. of this, this awakening, this revived moment in history. And some of the things that they mentioned, and I was writing furiously as I was watching this interview. It was so good. Um, But the first thing they said is, these are the signs of revival. The first thing, you must remain humble. Mm. This is no one's agenda, Mm -hmm. and there's no program in place. As a matter of fact, the minute you try to programmanize this, if that's a word, you try (laughs) to put it in a program, you try to make it something— You know, it was literally, there's no projectors even in the room. It's Mm. literally music and people, you know, and the Word of God. That's Mm. what it is. But there's a humility to the place. You can't come in there with a prideful way of trying to own this. It has to stay humble, Mm -hmm. you know. And the next thing that they, they mentioned, and I love this, you know, this is something that excites you and I, Carla, I know. A sign of a true revival is there's an acceleration of maturity and knowledge of God's work. Mm. There's an acceleration of it. Like, in other words, it's it's no accident that this is happening on a university with early 20-year-olds, eight, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, and all yeah. ages have been flocking there. This is not just a Gen Z movement. This is a movement for all generations. But— it's no accident it started there, mm, you know? Yeah. And there's just an acceleration of maturity for everyone. Ugh, yes, yes. I, that was such a powerful interview because she, she also talked about how God, in a revival, God redeems things. Yeah. He redeems people, places, platforms, things like social media that typically, you know, there is so much, I'm not hating on the gram, but— 
there's so much filth and negativity and even evil that's perpetuated on platforms like Instagram, like Facebook, like TikTok. And yet we see one of the reasons why this revival has become so well-known and so um, been far-reaching and why people found out about it and are now actually coming to this little place in Kentucky is because the video went viral on TikTok. Exactly. (laughs) You know, like God is entering these spaces that I I really do believe the enemy has tried to conquer for so long. Press on that a minute, girl. Press on that a minute because you're of a whole different generation than me. And you know, I'm completely active on all social media. Well, not TikTok, but all (laughs) all the rest of them. All the other ones. We're getting you on TikTok. We are. We're we're heading to TikTok (laughs) soon for other reasons for book publishing. But you know, hey, press on that a minute. Mm. What what would it mean for God to redeem social media? Like you said, TikTok Mm. The very thing that the older generation would maybe curse or shun or be like, that's all evil, is what has pushed this Mm -hmm. revival out into notability. So can you press on that a minute just from your perspective? Because, girl, you— you studied this. It's been part of your job as a creative, um, you know, director before to Mm -hmm. understand the algorithms and all that. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I think— for me, I even just sense a urgency to um, create content that spreads awareness of who God is and what he's doing in the earth. That's exactly, we see what happened. A few people got their phones out and captured this moment. And even, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos, it's been blowing up everywhere when I first saw one of the videos of the students worshiping and praying and on their faces, I could feel yeah. the power and the presence of God through my phone. Did you cry? I, yes. I, I was I, weeping. It, it's yeah. so moving. Yeah. And, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. I mean, seeing those pictures and those videos of what God was doing in that place For me personally, it created a hunger in my heart for personal revival, you know? I mean, that's really where corporate revival begins is is personally, with personal revival. Right. You know, Carla, there was something at the end of that interview that I watched that Jenny did. There was a a man that was interviewed from the audience. Mm. This man was so tatted up, tattoos all over his face. Matter of fact, his nameplate below his name was The Joker. The Joker. Wow. So imagine his face looked like I don't. I can't even really describe it. Mm-hmm. It was just so different looking, and I was thinking about what he was probably like in his former life and mm-hmm. what he's like now. But he's definitely a, an outspoken Christian now. When they interviewed him, he said something that has haunted me, and it was so true and mm-hmm. so right. He said, "You know, the devil doesn't even hide anymore. Mm. He just moves flagrantly." across this country. The devil doesn't even hide anymore. You know, it used to be evil would kind of hide a little and you'd have to peel back the layers and you're like, wow, that's bad. Mm. Now bad is flagrantly in our face. It's celebrated. Every day, it's celebrated, right? And I think that's why when we see a move of God, did you see, again, we're talking just conversationally today, but there was a lot of um, conversation over the internet and whatnot about the most recent Grammys where mm-hmm. there was a band that was playing a song. I think you mentioned it. The name, was it Unholy or what was the name? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then 
many people were were quite in an uproar over it because they said that was like putting a satanic display for everyone to see on the Grammys, arguably one of the biggest nights in the music industry. And Mm -hmm. there was a lot of probably good conversation to talking back and forth about, well, you know, why would we show that? Why not? Why wouldn't we? What, you know, and we're not taking a stand on the show. We're just saying the devil is not hiding. Yeah. He's coming all out and taking all the territory he can. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we see a move of God like this, it's so beautiful and Mm. so wonderful to see the kindness and just the non-drama of God. God is not a drama king. He's (laughs) so, he's, he's, He's the he's, Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. That's such a good good point. He's just so sweet yeah. and kind. And not sweet like like weak sweet. I'm talking about there's something about his presence that you mm. don't want to leave. That's why people don't want to leave. Mm. But here's what excites me, Carla. We're seeing it break out everywhere. Yes. Yes. We're, and we've even, you and we've I experienced, experienced it. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Last week, we had our— um, I think it was last week. I'm getting all my weeks mixed up now. But recently, we had our our Gutsy Faith Team Vision Night, which was just a night for you know all of our amazing team that's a part of what we do and helps us put on the gatherings. And they're just the best. I love our team so much. Shout out GFT, you guys are the best. Um, but we had a, a vision night, you know, for people that are either a part of our team or interested in serving on our team. And I mean, Garrett started with worship. I mean. Yeah. Our worship team is so incredible and so anointed. And I mean, they couldn't even get through the first song Mm-mm. without weeping. I mean, it, the sweetness and the just heaviness in the best sense. Yeah. You know, the presence of the Lord was so thick there. I mean, I think almost everybody in that room was, we were all on our knees and just, Gary, you and I even talked a little bit about revival and our message. We're going to go a little bit deeper into that scripturally next week. So right. stay, stay tuned for the next episode on that. But um, it was it was amazing. And I even had a friend the night before that was at a worship night that was supposed to be from like six to eight. And, and they ended up going till about 1 a.m. I mean, right. it's, it's really yeah. unique to see what God's doing in one specific place spark right. a desperation and a hunger in so many right. hearts around the U.S. and around the world. And that's what the president at the university said in his interview. He said, you know, flames or fire is hottest when it's the embers. So it's not always Ooh. the big flames that are the hottest. Ooh. It's sort of that what when it's more the embers after. And so he talked about how this isn't meant to sit here. You know, in Kentucky at this small university, it's meant to go back out hot, like that holy fire into homes, into Mm. relationships, into churches, into businesses, into schools, into teams. And, you know, Carla, earlier in the day, you were speaking of that evening when we had the vision night. Earlier in the day, I had the pleasure of leading a Bible study, um, you know, at, at... the church that I attend and walking in, it seemed like just a normal day Mm -hmm. and it's all ages, mostly, uh, well, I guess all ages, there's a few 20 year olds, but mostly like seasoned women in their Mm -hmm. 40s, 50s, 60s, I would say. And by the end of it, of course, we started talking about this and what's happening right now in the country. And we, we 
decided to stand up and put our arms on each other's shoulders. And all of us, a weeping settled in the place. It wasn't just a cry or a tear. It was like a wailing. Mm. And we said, we want it here. We want it now. And there was a shift. Something happened Mm. that day to where even when we finished, I said, remember the date. Mm. Remember the date. Something has happened. So friends, we just want to leave this episode actually as a teaser because the next (laughs) podcast, we're going to go deep in the word with a story about how these kind of awakenings that lead to revivals change an entire country, region, world. But for today, we want to challenge you to a personal revival with Jesus Christ. You may say, I don't know how to get there. I don't know what to do. Remember, it starts with humility. Mm -hmm. It starts with just a reverence for who God is. And look at yourself right now, wherever you are, perhaps just whisper out to the Lord. And if you're at work, maybe do it silently. If Whatever you're doing as you're hearing this, but just say to the Lord, Lord God, just bend my life. Just take my life and I want to bend it over. I just want to be so reverent to you. What are you trying to say to me? What are you trying to show me? You know, and then the next step, Carl's, what would the next step be? Yeah, and and that humility, that that brings us to repentance. Okay. You know, and that humility, we, every single day, there's reason in, in in the Lord's Prayer, we ask for forgiveness every day. It's a daily repentance. And just thinking through those elements of revival, of personal revival, there's a repentance, and then there's a returning. I know for me personally, I have to constantly return back to prayer, return back to seeking God's face, return back to prioritizing His presence. And I've found that in that repentance, in that return, then that's where the renewal begins to happen Mm. in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit. And, you know, we talked a lot last semester at our gatherings here in Houston about revival. And we talked about how corporate revival begins in private. It begins with personal revival. And these are just some practical tools that you can take this week to experience a personal revival. Yeah. You know, I don't know why, but as you were saying that, something came to my mind. And friends, I just want to encourage you, don't let the pain or maybe tainted events of life, maybe even church life, don't let the pain or the way some things have been tainted, or perhaps even dark, don't let that thwart a new awakening that God can Mm. do in you right now. Believe it. Believe in it. And, you know, a lot of what's happening is happening with people that are unchurched. Like they're— but you know what? It's sometimes the church that need it the most. Absolutely. You know? And Carla, I'm I'm thinking about one one quick scripture. I know we're not really using a lot of scripture in this episode, but it happened in the early church in the book of Acts. Mm. And when things were taking off so fast, so furious, you know, and there was no script. Yeah. Like there were <laughs> right. like, nobody knew what I it, love the, what it. the blaze was going on. They were all just like <laughs> You know, okay. loving God and and we love Jesus and let's do this. It's as, as crazy as it seems. But the religious leaders, there was a, a council of religious leaders of Pharisees because they were so scared of what was happening and they had no control over it. And one of the Pharisees, um, Gamaliel, 
he made a comment, and this is this is so real to me. I just am struck by it. He was talking to the other Pharisees, and he said, if this move is of God, mm. you will not be able to overthrow them, or you may even be found fighting against God. Oof. You know, and— Friends, there will always be naysayers. There will always be those that don't believe that God moves in this way or that way or that, you know, any of this is real. But we know it's real. Yeah. Because we know the Bible is real. We know that God loves to show himself yeah. to his people. We know that miracles are happening. We know that things are are transforming and new life is coming. And yeah. so I love his words that, mm-hmm. you know, if this is of God— we won't even be able to overthrow it. Right. Nobody we might can stop be fighting it. against God if we try. That's so good. That's mm-hmm. so good. And you know, friends, maybe you're struggling today. And I would just encourage you, call out to God. Tell Him, God, I need you. I need a revival. Make yourself known to me. Show up and show out. I promise He will every single time. And even God open. This is something that I'm guilty of is I feel like so often I I I walk around spiritually blind, not Mm. with my eyes, not fully open to what God's doing around me. And so that is something that I pray every day is, Lord, open my eyes. Let me see what you're doing. And don't just let me see it. Let me be a part of it. Use me to start it. Right. You know, and when we begin to pray bold prayers like that, we will begin to experience personal revival. Ooh, that's so good. Well, let's, we don't always do this, but let's close this episode in a prayer. Yeah. Let's Can do we? It. Let's, friends, we're going to pray over you. And so please just enjoy this. This is for you. Father, we thank you for this Gutsy Faith family. We thank you that your word is true, your word is life. Jesus, everything about you is light, it's beauty. You are simple and holy and true. You are for us. You're not against us. Lord God, we thank you for what you're stirring in our country right now. We need it so desperately, Lord God. We're begging you to continue. We're begging you to keep opening hearts and keep showing yourself all through different neighborhoods, all through different churches and schools and teams and businesses across this country. Mm -hmm. Lord God, we thank you that you are not a dramatic seeker. You love the simplicity of a human heart. And so, Lord God, right now, we just pray that no matter the pain, no matter past events, no matter skepticism, no matter what we've experienced or what we've never thought or seen or heard, Lord, right now, in this moment, we pray a holiness to come. Lord God, we pray a new stirring a new sense of awakening, a new revival. God, revive us, rise us up to serve you. And we and this country and this world will never be the same. Yeah. In your mighty and matchless name, Jesus, we pray. Mm. Amen. 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 Friends, thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. Hey, if you were encouraged by this episode, share it with a friend. In fact, I want to encourage you, if you haven't rated and dropped your review on this podcast, make sure to do that. It just helps other people find this podcast and be encouraged by it as well. So we love you guys. Thank you for being a part of this family. We can't wait to see you next time. Bye, friends. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to catch the latest episodes every other Tuesday on your favorite platform. 
Absolutely. And if you are encouraged by today's episode, we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to the Gutsy Faith Podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. You can also keep up with us on our Facebook and Instagram pages at Gutsy Faith and on Twitter at Gutsy underscore Faith. You can also get connected to the Gutsy Faith show now available on our YouTube channel. Wow. So exciting. Be sure to share this episode with a friend and stay connected with us on our website, gutsyfaith.com. We love you and we're cheering you wildly. Remember, this week, go Go deeper deeper and live live braver. braver. We'll see you next time.